Shalom to all. Today's office is Kesubah Tzadi Gimel. We are starting the sixth line with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov, Maisha, Her Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechamil, Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, His Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Mishnah tells us, Misha Yenasu Shalish Nashim, a man was married to three women, Umais, and he died. Kesubah Shalzu Mane, Vishalzu Masayim, Shalzu Shalish Meis. The first one, Herksubu, was 100. The second one, Herksubu, was 200. The third one, Herksubu, was 300. Vain Jamel Mane, but there's only one Mane over here. The husband only left over 100, and that's it. So Chalk and Meshavah, they split it equally. Everyone gets 33 and a third. Hayusham Asayim. Let's say there's 200 over here. So Shalman and Atel's Chamishim, the one that has the Ksuba of Imane, we're going to call her number one. She gets 50. Shalmasayim, Vishal Shalishmeis, Shlesh, Shlesh, Shells of. Number two and number three, they each receive three gold coins, which means they receive 75. And Gamar's going to explain exactly how we're breaking this up. Hayusham Shalishmeis, let's say he left over 300. So Shalman and Atel's Chamishim, number one takes 50. Vishal Masayim, Mane, number two takes 100. Vishal Shalishmeis, Number three, she shells of, she takes six gold coins, which means she gets 150. Now, similar thing just when it comes to a business deal, Vachin Gimel Shatil Likis, three people that put money into a wallet. It doesn't mean they put money into a wallet, it means three people that got involved in an investment, all with different proportions. Pichsu, Ahaisiru, if this investment lost or it gained, Kachin Chalkin, that's how they split it up. Whoever put in more loses more and gains more. Whoever put in less loses less but gains less. Now the Gemara analyzes the second case of the Mishnah where there was 200. Shalmane and Aitel's Chamishim. We had said that number one gets 50. Ask the Gemara, Tlasin the Isla. Number one should really only receive 33 and a third. Why is that? Because number one only has a claim to 100, which means for all intents and purposes, for her, there's only 100 to split up over here. 100 divided in between three women is 33 and a third per woman. Why is number one getting 50? So Mishmuli answers it's a unique case over here because Seves Balas Masayim Balas Mane. Number two wrote to number one, Dinudvarm Eli I'm not going to have any discussions with you regarding this money, which means I'm not going to be involved in that chalukah of that money. And it turns out there's only two people involved with this first money. So therefore, number one is going to get 50 and not 33 and a third. The Gemara is, hold on a second, if that's really so, we had said that when there's 150 left, number two and number three are each going to get 75. But hey, why does a number three tell number two, you, number two, removed yourself from that first money, which means there isn't 150 left. There's really only only 100 left because that other 50 from the first money rightfully belongs to me, says woman number three, and therefore there's only one money left to be split in between two and three. So that means that number two should get 50 and not 75. So my answer is Mishim to Amrullah because number two tells number three, I just removed myself from a monetary discussion with number one. I didn't mean that I'm removing myself completely from discussion over this money. I just meant that when number one's involved, I'm not going to be discussing this money with her. In other words, she can take 50% of it, but I never gave up my rights to that first money. Therefore, there still is 50 from that first money to be divided between me and you. And that means that there's still a total of 150 to be divided between two and three. Each one gets 75. Now, going on to the second case of the Mishnah, Hayusham Shalishmeis, if there was 300, we said that the first one gets 50, the second one gets 100, and the third one gets 150. The Gemara asks, We had said Shalmasai Mana, the second one gets a full money, gets 100. She should really only get 75. Why should she only get 75? Well, that's because number two only has a claim to 200. Remember, her ksuba was only 200. So the last 100 here isn't even under discussion. So that means that 50 was given to number one, so there's only 150 left, at least as far as number two is concerned. And that should get split evenly, with number two receiving only 75, not 100. So Amr Shmuel, he answers like he answered in the previous Gemara, because Seves Balas Shalish Meis, Le Balas Masayim, Ula Balas Mane, number three wrote to number two and number one, Dinudvarm Eli Machem Bemane, I'm not going to involve myself in discussions with you over that first Mane, which means that that first Mane was split 50-50 in between one and two. The second Mane is split 50-50 in between two and three. So that means that number two ends up with 
with a hundred at the end of the day. Now, Rav Yaakov and Harpakaid, Mishmed Ravina Amar, Rav Yaakov from Harpakaid in the name of Ravina, he says something totally different. Reisha Bishtet Fisas, Vesefer Bishtet Fisas. The first case the Mishnah is talking about where there was two amounts of money that fell to these three women, and the Sefer is also talking about that. Reisha Bishtet Fisas, what does that mean? The husband died, he left these three wives over, and 75 fell at one time. His husband died, he didn't leave anything over, and then 75 fell into this state. And then later on, another 125 came in. So when the first 75 came into this state, all three women have an equal tavia to that. So therefore, we're going to split it evenly. Each one is going to get 25. When the next 125 falls into this state, we take 75 out of that, and we split that up evenly as well, because each one still has a tavia to 75. Now the remaining 50 of whatever's left is split in between women, two and three, and we come up with the same numbers that we mentioned in the Mishnah. And Seifah B'shtet Fisis, the Seifah is also when there was two amounts of money that fell at different times. 75 fell at once. They each have an equal tavia to that, so therefore they each get 25. And 225 fell the next time. And once again, 75 of that's divided evenly. Now 175 is remaining. Number two only has a claim to 100 of that, so she gets half, which is 50, which means the number two ends up with 100, and the number three takes the rest. But now the Gemara tells us, Tanya, Zoom, Mishnah, Rabbi Nason. This is all from Reb Nason. But Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe tells us, I don't see that what Reb Nason says over here is correct. In all these scenarios, they just split all the money evenly. Now, explaining the next part of the Mishnah, we had said, if three people involve themselves in investment, all with different percentages, so depending on what the gains and losses are, that's how it's going to be, percentage-wise, for all these people. But now, we're Shmuel. Shmuel tells us something that's seemingly different. Two people that invested in something, one person invested in money, the other two money. The profits are split evenly. Now, Marabi, he's going to explain. It seems to be that what Shmuel is saying is logical in the following case. They invested together buying an ox for plowing, and that's what it was meant for. It was meant for plowing. And that means that when this ox plows and they generate profit from the field, that profit's going to be split 50-50. Why is that? Because the entire ox is needed to generate the profit. Even though one person put more money into the ox than the other one, we still need the whole ox to generate profit from the field, so therefore the profit's going to be split evenly. If they bought a shar for plowing and they ended up shechting it, that's because the value of meat was so high they decided let's just shecht it and sell it. So then, each person gets a take based off of the amount of money he put into the investment. That's because since we're actually cutting up the cow physically, so then he gets to take that amount back. Now, if Amnuna argues with the rabbi and he says, even though they had bought the shar for plowing and they decide to shecht it and sell the meat, the profits still are split evenly. Now we're going to ask a question on a rabbi. We have a brass that says, two people that invested in something, Zemun of Zemasayim, 100. One, 200, Haskar la they split it evenly. My love, Bishar la Harisha va'im la Tvicha. Isn't that Brasa talking about a case where they had bought a shar and they intended to use it for plowing, but then they decided to sell its meat, and still we see that we split it 50 50, which is like Rav Nuna, but you have to drop in this refutation on Rabbah. So the says, Lord, it's not a refutation on Rabbah, Bishar la Harisha va'im la Harisha. That Brasa is talking about where they bought it for plowing and they used it for plowing. The Gemara says, Hold on. What would the halacha be if they bought it for plowing and they ended up selling it? That means each one takes based off of how much money he put into the investment. But at the Tani Seifa, the end of that Brisa says, Each one bought his own oxen with his own money. Meaning Ruvain bought a very strong ox, Shimon bought a very weak ox, and then they made a partnership together and they decided we're going to hitch our oxen together and we're going to plow the field together. In such a case, each one's going to get based off of their investment. That's because Ruvain's ox is doing more work than Shimon's ox, so therefore their oxen are generating different amounts of profit, and therefore they're going to get back different amounts of profit. But if it's really true that a Sharla Harisha Vaimlatvicha, they would split the profits based off of their investment, so then Lifli Kalisim Bidi Day, we should just make a differentiation in the first case of the Brisa without having to state a new case, 
we should say, when is it they're going to split the profit evenly? That's only if they bought it for plowing and they used it for plowing. If they bought it for plowing and used it for shechting, each one gets based off of the investment that he put in. Why don't we say that in the Brisa? So the Gemara says, the Brisa is also saying that. The Brisa is saying, when is it that we say that they have to split the profits evenly? That's only if they bought the ox for plowing and they used it for plowing. If they bought it for plowing, they end up shechting it and selling its meat. That's as if each one bought their own ox. One got a better one, one got a worse one. Then it's Arvu, and then they made a partnership together. And then, each one in that case would take based off of the amount of money he put into the investment. I think Mara says, Tanan, we had said in our Mishnah, if three people got involved in an investment, if it went down or went up, that's how they're going to split. The person that put in more, he's going to take more profits, but also more losses. The person that put in less, he's going to take less profits, but he's also going to have less losses. So the Gemara asks, my love, pichsu, pichsu, mamish, hisiru, hisiru, mamish. Doesn't the Mishnah mean that if there's a loss in the investment, then everyone's going to have to take a real loss? And if there's a gain in the investment, then everyone's going to get a real gain? And basically that means that the Mishnah is telling us that everyone's going to take lefima isov based off of his investment. And it's clearly not like the Brisa that says if there's a profit, that they're going to split it evenly. So Amr of Nachman, Amr of he answers, loy. That's not what the Mishnah is talking about. Hisiru, zuzi chadti. When it means that this investment gained, it means that it gained by getting new zuzim. They all put in old zuzim, old coins, and they end up trading them and doing business, and at the end of the day, they saw that they had the same amount of money, however, now they ended up with brand new coins. Now, brand new coins are beneficial because you can use them much more easily than old coins, but there wasn't any real profit over here. So whoever put in 50% of the coins, he gets back his 50%, a 30% or 20% gets back his percentage, but again, there wasn't a real financial gain over here. They're really just getting back the same amount that they got. And the same thing has to do with losses. Pechsu, when it says that there was a loss, it doesn't mean that there was a real loss. Estir de Tsunisa is referring to Estir de Tsunisa, which means that the government removed these coins from circulation, so the only thing they're good for right now is for putting on a wound on the bottom of a foot. But again, there wasn't a real loss over here. They still have their same coins they put into the deal. So therefore, we could say that even our mission is telling us that if there was a profit, they would have to split that profit evenly, even though they all invested different amounts. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.